You're listening to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. Welcome back to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. Today, Tim and I talked about transference and countertransference. If you're interested, stay tuned to learn what it is. So, you know, what, one thing that I get asked all the time is sort of like, you know, when I'm in the therapy room with someone and, and they bring up something mm-hmm. that, that affects me in a certain type of way, right? Like, let's say like I have strong feelings about the topic that's, that's brought up, you know, a lot of people ask me like, how do I deal with that? Hmm. Um, and, and I think that's a, I, I think it's a very valid question. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, it, it's not easy. I, I can tell you that, especially if they, if, if their beliefs uh, poke strongly at something that you believe um, as just as a person, because again, one of my pet peeves is people thinking that therapists are kind of robots and they forget that we have our own thoughts and feelings about things and we, mm-hmm. we uh, uh, have beliefs just like, uh, just like everybody else. Uh, I, I typically, if it's a strong belief that's actually impacting their life, um, in a particular negative way, that's what I go with. And and let me kind of tell you what I mean by that. I always go to the two pillars of what it means to have a particular disorder, mental health disorder. It's level of distress mm-hmm. and functional interference, meaning how much does your situation get in the way with other people, with your job, with your uh, relationship, right? Like, so I, I kind of always go back to that. Mm-hmm. And I always see whatever their belief is through that lens. Mm-hmm. We, so well, go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, I mean, I, I think that's super important, right? Like um, if, if, if the belief doesn't have like an impact or anything like that, then it's sort of like, oh, okay, but it, but it very well might. Right. And so right. therefore then it, it becomes a clinical sort of thing. Right. And then, right. And, and then we work on it. Right. Absolutely. So just one situation that comes to mind was what one person I was working with many years ago had, you know, very particular views on, uh, we'll call it racial relations. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and very vocal and verbal about it. Uh, there, it always goes back to there's an underlying some sort of, uh, at least in this case, was some sort of anger or trauma that occurred in the past. So when I'm hearing uh, some particular thoughts and feelings about a particular, I don't know, uh, ethnic background, for example, I always filter, well, does this, this, his or her view interfere with their functioning or their distress? Because that's why we're here. We're not mm-hmm. here to debate politics. We're not here to debate anything. We're here to talk about distress. And, and when I bring that back to that idea, then it was, it was causing an enormous amount of internal distress and functional interference at work. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would always, when, when these things would come up, I would always try to ground the individual and in like, okay, I hear you. And let's see it through the lens of internal distress and, and, and how much it impacts your relationship with others. And interestingly enough, when, when you see it that way and you tune in to that distress and you tune in into some of the traumas that might actually inform why a person feels a particular way, then we, in a way, and maybe in a weird way, you, you sidestep. Mm-hmm. You sidestep the particular view because you're really getting to the heart of the issue. So I kind of potentially like the way you do it. I was like, okay, that's that, that, and you know, I could see, I could see what you're saying there. And I'm wondering also about like how you feel about, you know, the situation that happened with you 20 years ago and how that impacted you, right? Like, so to me, you, you kind of take it in, 
you accept the fact that the person has this type of belief, but you always put in your clinical head on in terms of internal distress and functional interference. If it doesn't reach the, uh, the level of having significant internal distress or interfering with others, then it, it's, it's a non-clinical issue. I mean, that might sound, I don't know, maybe harsh or provoke some sort of thoughts and feelings from, from some, some of the audience. But remember, Tim and I are clinicians, right? Like we're here to help people feel better and function better their particular views outside of that is not up for us. We're not politicians. We're mm-hmm. not we're not dealing with racial relations. We're here to help people feel better and function better. At least that's the way I see it. I don't know about you, Tim. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely do too. And I think, you know, it's it's interesting. I I feel like a lot of people um well I've had the experience anyways where someone's sort of like about to say their like thought or feeling or mm-hmm. opinion on something that's uh rather like a hot topic nowadays. Sure. And they might, and, and they sort of pause and they say, well, I don't know how you feel about this. <laughs> and, and, right. and, and they sort of want to gauge my political orientation or, or religion or something like that. And, and, you know, I, I always go back and I say, you know, it has nothing to do with, with, with what I think or feel or believe, right? Because ther- therapy is the place where whether or not I agree with you, all of your thoughts, feelings, et cetera, like they, they all matter. They're all very important. So, um, you know, I, I feel like people going into therapy, they might hold back a little bit on some of that stuff mm-hmm. because they, it, well, in every other social situation, the people do have to suss out sort of right. like, is, is the person that I'm speaking to aligned with my views or not? In therapy, it really doesn't matter, uh, you know, mm-hmm. where, where the therapist is, is thinking or feeling because it's literally all about you going there to treat whatever it is that we're treating. Uh, let me ask you a question. So when you say like, hey, listen, it's not really about what kind of my views, you know, when the let's say the patient prefaces by saying like, well, I don't know where you fall on this. Does that does that work? Does the person goes, yeah, and here's what I X, Y and Z truly feel or do they still pause and, and you know, sort of mince their words to uh, to present it in a particular way? Well, um does it work? Yeah, no, it, it does. You know, but whenever I first meet with people, I kind of go over the kind of like the ground rules of therapy, and, mm-hmm. and really, one one of them is is hey, like anything goes here, right? You know, um, you you can say and you can express anything if you sit there across from me and you tell me that like Ty looks stupid for the entire forty five <laughs> minutes. Technically, you can, right? Um, I say that, that that I'm not here to judge. I'm I'm non judgmental, truly and truly. We can talk about whatever it is that you wish and now i might guide that conversation of course to be right. more beneficial um so so i always start off with that and sort mm-hmm. of like make make sure people understand that and then also inevitably uh right. well not inevitably but oftentimes uh people might have that pause and say well i i, I don't know how you feel about this <laughs> and i sort of use what i put in the beginning mm-hmm. I, I sort of go back to that and i say well remember you know like you can speak completely freely here you don't have to you don't have to, to, to monitor yourself it's not about me it's about you yada 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 um, and then usually people do feel comfortably and they say, well, okay, well then in that case, I really feel blah, 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 blah. Right. So, huh. um, I think it's, I, I think it's, I think it's important for people to, to, to realize because therapy is a, is a very, very unique relationship. It's, it's unlike any other relationship in the world. Um, and I, and I feel like people have to get used to that. Right. Um, and, and they do. Right. 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 Yeah, no, it's so true. But just going back to your, if somebody comes in and, and, and says that your tie is stupid for 45 minutes, I'm sure uh, there's some feelings that may come up. Like, how do, what do you do with that? Like, how do you, 
do you like process that after? Do you like inform the person in the moment? Like, how do you, how do you go about doing that? Well, uh, I mean, it, it really, it really boils down to, to emotional regulation. I think, mm. I think it's super, super, super important that uh, every therapist is completely mindful of what's coming up for them at all times, right? right? Whether those are uh, like good feelings or, or not so good feelings right. or, or, or whatever feelings, right? Like um, if, if we are therapists are, are not mindful of that and, and those feelings color our words and, or what we say or what we do, then uh, I don't know. That's, that's, that's probably, well, I, I try to be extremely mindful of it. And mm-hmm. I, and I recognize that feeling. I acknowledge it. I, I do what I do with it. And then I, I respond the way that I want to as, as the clinician, because ultimately I'm there to help the person get right. to the point where they want to get to. So, um, so yeah, of course, feeling, feelings come up for me all the time in the room and, and I'm sure you too. Right. Um, and, and of course, it's it's super important that we're mindful of and, and regulate them. But I, I do wonder, though, I mean, obviously, you and I not only had classes on this idea of counter-transference, just another way of saying how, how whatever comes up for us when we're working with people, mm-hmm. you know, through class, through obviously peer consultations, uh, through individual sort of personal growth and work. And obviously, that that's... Uh, that's a big part about how a therapist can be an effective therapist is when their own stuff doesn't get in the way. I, I do wonder though, and maybe if some of our listeners have any thoughts on this and feel free to reach out to us to ask you know any specific questions of, on this topic. But I do wonder if the client still sort of like, as much as we say this is a safe space or this or that, I wonder how much that still impacts what they say or not. And I, and I just wonder what is the determining factor for when a person is quote unquote more authentic and less authentic to me mm-hmm. probably boils down to the um, uh, the therapeutic rapport meaning like how close you feel to the person really allows for the person to be more authentic that's just i don't know that's just my inclination i i would say so yeah and, and uh, do i know for sure no right but you know i i i think that when folks have the experience of Right. They're able to freely say this or that or the other thing. And it's and it's held and it's and, it, and it's handled appropriately. Um, having gone through those experiences, I think, allows someone to feel safe. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. I think like we can talk about it as much as we want on, on a right. cognitive level. Right. But, like, but but until it's actually experienced and, and until people get that 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 sense that that sense. Right. Um, I feel like that's when it really, really hits. Right. That that's so true, and I really like the way the way you put it, where it's really about that that felt, you know, experience that person has that they can c- connect to somebody without judgment. Right. Like a therapeutic relationship, it's exactly that. It's a special, unique type of relationship where I don't really think you could find anywhere else. It's definitely not like a romantic one. It's not a parent mm-hmm. one. It's just a very separate one. And when you have that openness and that safety and that connection to be able to express how you feel, where you feel like it's not being judged, it's it's a it's a powerful thing. Yeah, it, it's it's actually interesting, right? Like the the responses that 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 I feel I get when I exp- when I explain it with words, mm-hmm. it, you know, there are people who have said to me like, mm, nope. <laughs> and I say, okay, well, maybe. Um, and then, and then, sort of over time, like they're able to actually sort of like see and experience it, and then you can sort of like watch them like open up and 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 sort of put that guard down. Yeah. And you know, uh, oftentimes I, I I reflect with people a lot, sort of like, okay, like where do we start? Like, what have we done? Mm-hmm. Where are we at now? Where, where do we need to go? 
you know, a lot of people, they say like, you know, I, when I first came in here, like my first couple of times, like I did not think that I would be able to like truly open up like that, but, but, but now I really am. So, um, it's, it's, it's really neat to like watch people sort of be able to truly express themselves and know that like me as a therapist, it's, it's totally okay for you to be putting this stuff out there. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's just uh, oh, always oh, oh, have this thought about like how, how does it how does it look from a client's point of view in terms of yeah. like uh, not knowing where your therapist stands until you feel uh, have that felt sense of connection that really then and only then do you potentially feel comfortable to really speak w- without any uh, without any guard up. Yeah, and well, to 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 take it a little one step further right mm-hmm. um we're talking about counter transference which is right, basically right. like the, the the feelings that come up in us you know at, for, for, from a therapist's uh chair well so the, the opposite you know transference sort of right. like the, the, right. the thoughts and feelings that the uh client has and, and might be transferring over um it's um well from a therapist's point of view it's it, it's interesting to um how do I say it? As we sort of have that non-judgmental kind of like um, blank slate type of uh, work that we do, it's it's really interesting what I hear people say that they think that I think hmm. because that right there is transference, right? right? Because you know if I'm being this sort of like blank slate, non-judgmental kind of like therapisty right. me, and then and then people say, oh well. I'm, um, there's no way you're going to ever believe me. Right. Right. And sort of right. like, Oh, like really? Like, Hmm. Like, I wonder where that comes from. It, right. and, and, it, and it sheds the light on the fact that, right. well, uh, probably many people in their lives maybe haven't believed them or, or something like that. Right. Right. right um, right. My so, favorite one, my favorite one is when they say something to the effect of, uh, uh, I, I don't know why I'm even talking about that. It's so minor. It's so minor. It's not important at all. But then obviously, it, once you kind of look through it, it's, 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 uh, there's a lot there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's always super interesting for me to, to, to look at the, the transference and counter-transference dynamics mm-hmm. and sort of like how they play out and like, you know, the emotions that come up with me and like, in, being non-judgmental, all, all those sorts of things. Um, I, I really do believe that it is kind of like a journey that like in this therapeutic relationship, in every therapy you go through. Right, 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 right. No, I, I agreed very much. And this is where I think the persons, other clinicians, I should say, um, ability to be self-aware and maybe process some of his or her own stuff is paramount to effective work because it helps us as clinicians remember we're people too you know to be able to regulate how we feel and really bring our best uh personhood and our best clinical skill forward yeah you know i i i'm gonna pick up on what you said Mm -hmm. a a little while ago i i would love to hear from from some listeners about what what they how do i even put it you know what what they think their therapist thinks or or something like that i i (laughs) i've I would love to. So, I, I mean, if ever, if anyone would, would want to, you know, shoot us an email or, or 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 drop a drop a message on any of the social medias, I, yeah. I think that that would be hugely um, eye opening for us. And I would I would love to kind of like dig through it here. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's uh, just a call out there for the listeners. If you're interested, yeah, feel free to uh, look us up on uh, social media and drop us a note, whatever that might be. If you have a 
question about something that we're talking about or propose a topic that you'd like the Tim and I to talk about, be more than happy to do that. Absolutely. Um, all right. Very cool. So Tim, thanks so much as always. I, um, <clears throat> I definitely know that I've enjoyed it and kind of to get your perspective on how you deal with certain thoughts and feelings that come up for you. And I hope it was um, informative and interesting to the listener as well. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. This has been the last session of the day with the Psych Guys. See you next time.